0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Well, we speculated yesterday, and then of course the, the budget speech was uh, laid out by the, the lieutenant governor, uh, and uh, it's uh, well, some people call it a very aggressive uh, schedule and time frame that uh, the government laid out here. Uh, a lot of things like lowering electricity bills, cutting business and personal taxes, reducing gasoline prices, etc., etc. Uh, still, not much in the way of uh, detail about how they plan to do this. So. How would you rate the, uh, the budget? How would you rate the plan that uh, the, the Doug Ford government has going forward? Joining us to talk about this is Christo Avelis. Uh, Christo, of course, is a Social Science and Humanities Research Council postdoctoral fellow at uh, the University of Toronto. Christo, thanks for the time. Good to have you with us today. Thanks for having me. What do you think about what you heard yesterday? I mean, uh, a lot of this stuff we heard through the course of the campaign, and, and I guess some of us were hoping to get a little more detail about how, but I didn't really hear a whole lot of that yesterday.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think, you know, in general, you know, throne speeches are never really all about the details. It's really about, you know, here are our priorities for the coming, you know, term of government, for the coming legislature, and here's what we want to do. You know, sometimes you will find policy specifics. I think the reason people wanted them so much in this case is, as you know, there wasn't very many specifics during the campaign. So whereas, you know, the NDP, they, you know, the official opposition now had a kind of platform, you would say, okay, so they're saying this in their throne speech. We can therefore go cross-reference it to the platform and get a reasonable idea for how they're probably planning to do it. With Ford, and at least, you know, there are some policy pieces they had. In general, there wasn't that platform. So I think for some voters, some political analysts, some media folks, they're, they're still wondering, you know, not just the, the not the what necessarily anymore – But the how, I think that's that's going to be a big question going forward. And maybe it's the case that with some of the issues, the government's still figuring these things out and is just trying to outline those priorities as they move towards some of them.
0: Let's talk about one of those hows that we did get some details about yesterday, and that was how they were going to handle the sex ed curriculum. Uh, We knew that uh, they thought it was a very controversial issue. It came up during the leadership campaign, certainly came up during the election campaign. Uh, But I think a lot of people were caught off guard by their solution, which is basically to rip it up. And, and, and you know pull the, uh, the 1999 sex ed program out of the blue bin or wherever it's been for the last number of years and simply say this is the standard until we, we come up with something else. That, that was a surprise.
1: Yeah, I, I think so to a certain degree. I mean, that was one of the few things the Conservatives did kind of run on. So you know, in, in terms of you know, them having a mandate to do something there, they certainly have that given their majority, and I think that's important to a, a, you know, a good chunk of their base uh, you know both their their voter base, but probably volunteer and donor base as well. So it's not a surprise they're doing something. But you're right in noting that you know a kind of full scrapping is maybe more than some people would like to see. You know there are also going to be issues here. I mean the Civil Liberties Association might launch a legal challenge against this, saying that you know the 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 the, the 1998 plan kind of systematically excludes GLBTQ. Uh, identities and people and that that might violate it so you might end up with a situation where you know simply going back to the 1998 plan might not be allowed if there's a legal challenge it might force them to use the current sex ed platform or a curriculum sorry until they can re re rejig it so that maybe it's more palatable to conservatives yet it still has to meet certain baselines of inclusion because don't forget this is a curriculum for the public education system and as such you know, you you know, the, the charter provisions do apply to it. So all of this could still happen. But I think you're right, in, in, again, in saying that um, going back to 1998 has not been uh, very popular. Now, of course, I don't know. Um, uh, I haven't had the chance to speak to too many people from the core conservative base to see if they're happy with this decision. But it definitely, I think, is an approach that's created early antagonism for the government, uh, you know, through uh, through the kind of people, and again, uh, something uh, there was a great uh, you know headline in the Ottawa Citizen saying that you know Ford isn't just governing for the people who voted for him; he has to govern for everyone. And I think going back to the 1998 decision is something that's antagonizing kind of the broad you know non-conservative voter. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from nine to noon on 900 CHML.